Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of Second Chronicles. And as we left off last time in chapter uh, 30, uh, we'll be putting back in verse 17. Um, we had um, uh, King Hezekiah was bringing worship back to the land, and he was inviting his former enemies to come worship. These were the folks in the northern kingdom. Verse 17, For there were many in the assembly who had not consecrated themselves. These people, as McGee says, were basically ignorant of what they were supposed to do. They didn't know how to worship. They were not consecrated. They were not clean. But Ezekiah had invited them. Therefore, the Levites had to slaughter the Passover lamb for everyone who was not clean to consecrate it to the Lord. For a majority of the people, many of them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Ishkar, and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet they ate the Passover otherwise than as prescribed. In other words, they didn't follow the the rules. For Hezekiah had prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord pardon everyone. And I love it when he says the good Lord, because that's the way we say it in Georgia, the good Lord. So he says may that maybe that's why a lot of people in Georgia are called Hezekiah. They think about him. May the good Lord pardon everyone who sets his heart to seek God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even though not according to the sanctuary's rules of cleanliness. In other words, he's praying like, hey, you know what? They didn't really obey. They're worshiping, but they didn't follow the exact rules. And... um And the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. So it's the condition of the heart. The worship needs to be in the people's hearts. It's a critical um, comment there. And the people of Israel who were present at Jerusalem kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So they're they're worshiping now there. So we come now to chapter 31. Now, When all this was finished, all Israel who were present went out to the cities of Judah and broke in pieces the pillars, and they cut down the ashram, and they broke down the high places and the altars throughout all Judea and Benjamin and in Ephraim and in Manasseh until they had destroyed them all. In other words, they were breaking down these areas of false worship. Then all the people of Israel returned to their cities, every man to his possession. 
So in other words, we're restoring worship the way it's supposed to and getting rid of this unresolved sin. So unresolved sin is critical in conditions of the heart. You can't have this unresolved idol worship going on. So they got rid of all that stuff. All right, so now we come to chapter 32. And after all these things, these acts of faithfulness, Shinnereb, king of Assyria, came in and invaded Judah and encamped against the fortified cities, thinking to win for thinking to win them for himself. So now Judah's under attack. And when Hezekiah saw that Shinnereb had come and intended to fight against Jerusalem, he verse three, he planned with his officers and his mighty men to stop the water of the springs that were outside the city, and they helped him. A great many people were gathered, and they stopped all these springs that flowed through the land, saying, Why should the king of Assyria come and find much water? So they were trying to cut off the water supply to their own city, so maybe they wouldn't have any, any, uh, any water to feed all these foreign troops. Verse 20, Then Hezekiah the king, of the king and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed, because of this and cried to heaven. So you got Hezekiah now working with Isaiah. And the Lord sent an angel who cut off all the mighty warriors and commanders and officers in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned to shame a face in his own land. And when he came to the house of his God, some of his own sons struck him down with the sword. In other words, there was an angel of God that killed 185,000 Assyrians in a single night. So the king withdraws in utter defeat, and he gets killed. Now, in, in verse 24 of chapter 32, And in those days Hezekiah became sick, was at the point of death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he answered him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not make return according to the benefit done to him for his heart was proud. In other words, he got sick, God heals him, and then he gets proud about it. And therefore wrath came upon him in Judah and Jerusalem. But Hezekiah then humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and in the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah had very great riches and honors, and he made for himself treasuries for silver, gold, and precious stones, and spices and shields and all kind of stuff. And um, he, um, this same Hezekiah prospered in all his works. And in verse 31, so in the manner of the envoys of the princes of Babylon who had been sent to him to inquire about the sign that had been done in the land. So in other words, there. They're there to talk about the great miracle that God healed Hezekiah. God left him to himself in order to test him and know all that was in his heart. So what do you think Hezekiah does? Do you think Hezekiah is going to talk about being healed? No. What he did was he showed off all his wealth and basically let the kings, the envoys of the king of Babylon know that there was a bunch of gold there to be gotten in 
And of course, we know that from the book of Kings, but it's not really recorded in Chronicles. God's perspective, he's talking about how good Hezekiah was. And in verse 32, And the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, the book of the kings. So in other words, all the other stuff you can look up somewhere else. Verse 33, And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the upper part of the tombs of the sons of David and all Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did honor him, did him honor at his death, and Manasseh his son reigned in his place. Now, we're going to go from one of the best kings ever to the worst, Manasseh, coming up. So, we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through the book of 2 Chronicles. And we're getting close to the end of 2 Chronicles. So that'll be real fun to see where we end up next. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean.